Twisted Games. Welcome to Twisted Games. I'm Monica. And I'm Amber. Welcome back. Yay. We're back. I know. It's been it's been a little bit. Thank you for appreciating our hiatus. Yeah. On the holidays, just, yeah. you know. How was your Thanksgiving? Fantastic. I, I was down in New Mexico with my mom, and it was just quiet and chill. That's good. Yeah. 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 What about you? Uh, I had an awesome friend invite us over, so that was really nice. Mm. They gave me the easiest side dish. It was like glorious. What I don't know it? what to do. It's, it's just green bean casserole. Oh, that's yeah, classic. it's like easy. <laughs> and I hadn't cooked it in years, and I was like, is it really just this? That's <laughs> like, awesome. It was beautiful. So, how the turkey come out? Oh, uh, he did an excellent job, the chef. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was fantastic on all of that. It was just really nice, really chill. It, really sweet of them to invite us to be around their family. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, especially because it is such a family holiday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> we're just like the weirdos on the outside. <laughs> but no, that's no cool. it, was, it was really nice. That's so cool. For sure. So uh, what took you so long today? I know. I want to okay, tell you my story. Let me set this up for you, right? Okay. So Keith and I had a Yelp event today. That I had to go. So I had to go to this distillery that's off of a street that I guess I can't say. Uh (laughs) Um, But it's actually really close to you. Okay. And so we go and we arrive. And this Yelp event, you get three free take-home drinks. Is this because you're like a Yelp pro? Yeah, yeah. Is that why? Like an elite, I guess you could say. Okay. And they're alcohol. They're like whiskey. Well, they're a distillery, so they're mixed okay. drinks. Okay. And in these mixed drinks, you know, they tell they tell us, oh, hey, uh, they're doubles. <laughs> get excited. And I was like, I'm fucking stoked. This looks amazing. The place is adorable. And then you get, and you get three of those? Yeah. You get three doubles? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my god! And then you get this cute, like, little charcuterie cone. I never would have made it tonight if I went to oh, that. <laughs> well, no, you get to take it home. I haven't drank okay. yet. No, no, okay. no. But they are so cute. They And they're movie-themed, and they had, like, little um, descriptions that played on the whole uh, Home Alone theme. Aww. And it's cute. I'm going to actually bring them on Saturday. That's really when cute. When we go to the parade. So anyways, I and it comes in this cute little cooler that Yelp mm-hmm. provides for them to put it all in. And I'm going home. Keith's driving me home. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so fucking cool. So then cut to it's time to leave. And I, uh-huh. I'm about to leave to come to the house. I'm like, bro, I can't find my fucking keys. I can't <laughs> find these. And then I start talking to the kids. And Chance has two of his friends over. And he's like... Hey, I'll go out the door and I'm like, which one of you guys moved my keys? These kids are 12. They don't give a fuck about my keys. <laughs> they're like, but, I mean, we're worried about thing. Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. We're worried about out there playing hockey. hockey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he was like, I didn't, what? And I was like, ah. And, you know, I, I called Keith and I was like, ask Maddie where she put my keys. He's like, we're at hockey. She did not touch your keys. And I was like, ah, like it's easier to play. Like crazy mom and wife. And I'm rolling around everywhere. And you know, I do the thing where you stop and I'm like, okay, what did I do? And then I was like, huh, I think I put them in the cooler. My fucking keys were in the fridge the whole time. In the fridge. In the cooler, in the fridge. And I had to go digging into my fridge to get my keys. I mean, you weren't terribly late, but you're just usually so punctual that when it was like 10 minutes after, I was like, Mm. uh, is she okay? Is she coming? I was just, I just can't believe it. That's hilarious. I can't believe I put my my keys into the fridge. That was just the icing on the cake for me. So that's how your week's going. That's very cool. You know, it's it's so fantastic otherwise. But I was just like, and I I have this other key that's like messed up. And I was like, maybe if I tape a battery into, you were gonna, I was starting to make Giver. 
it, it did not work. I didn't try. <laughs> I went through with trying it. I like how that was your go-to instead of tearing apart your house. <laughs> and I was like, did I leave the keys? Because we were going to originally take my car. And I called Keith and I was like, check your car. He's like, they're not here. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> like, I don't understand. No, that was ridiculous. That oh was my absolutely gosh. ridiculous. That's great. <laughs> I guess we should get to the story. Okay. All right. So it's my turn to tell you Is it you based out of Colorado? Do no. I have to be no. scared? I actually made sure. That's funny <laughs> that you say that. When I was researching these uh, stories, I was like, make sure they are not from Colorado. Oh, my God. There's so many cities I can't live in anymore. <laughs> I know. I know. So it is not that. Okay. Okay. So this is a story about Susan Walters. Her name was previously Susan Kuhnhausen. And this is the story of how she survived a hitman hired by her husband to kill her. What? Mm-hmm. I know. I'm so excited. This is one that a lot of true crime fans will know about, but I have the feeling you don't. I know. I don't know what She is. is a badass. So I can't wanna, cannot wait. Okay. 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 All right. It's like a movie. It should be. And if it's... I bet you it already has been. It's got to be like a Lifetime movie. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I bet you it is. Okay. So husband hired a hitman. To kill her. And it did not work. So not a happy marriage? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Susan Kuhnhausen, who now goes by her maiden name, Susan Walters. As she should. As I know. Yeah. I I read that and I was like, why'd they feel the need? Of course she's going to go by that. (laughs) Yeah. So from a quote I found in the Willamette Week, Susan says she hadn't witnessed a lot of happy marriages growing up. Her parents had separated when she was in second grade and life was completely just chaotic for her. Moving from place to place, and I'm guessing because her father uh, was military, that's why she was moving. Gotcha. So Susan stated that, My parents loved me, but they couldn't teach me how to have a successful marriage any more than they could teach me how to fly. Cool. (laughs) I know. That's, That's some insight for sure. Susan, from the sounds of it, was an outgoing woman who had a zest for life. She lived in Oregon, which is where this takes place. Okay. (laughs) And she was a licensed practical nurse. Uh, Susan's mother and friend one day in January 1988 decided, oh my gosh, get this. They decided to place a personal ad in the paper for her. And the ad read, someone different, SWF, which is single white female. Yeah. 33, overweight, but not over life. Seeks single male who wants more out of a relationship than just slender. Active healthcare professional. This is like a whole pina colada type thing. Oh, it totally is. Uh, Enjoy exploring the So she did this while she was married. The best friend did this. Right. She's not married at this point. This is before she got married. Oh, okay, okay. So this is how she meets said husband. She met her husband. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Enjoy exploring the Northwest. Interested in conversation, good times, and someone who is intelligent, thoughtful, and full of humor. Hey, that's a pretty good ad. I know. Like, overweight, but not over life. I know. Um, it's very catchy. It is. If you're on Tinder, you might want to copy pasta that. <laughs> it's pretty good. No joke. Must be emotionally and fiscally mature. That is such a nice way of saying don't mm-hmm. be broke, bitch. Yeah, no scrubs, please. No. Yeah. <laughs> if you are seeking a bright, fun lady who is adventurous enough to advertise, then please re- reply. And I just saw, I saw a clip or a picture of this and it was in the newspaper and it was just so freaking like you remember 1988 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, 1988 yeah. yeah you get nostalgic nostalgic for stuff like that <laughs> unless you're some of our younger yeah, yeah, yeah well 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm being stupid. Like, I was born in 1988, but I do remember people <laughs> reading the paper yeah. over and over, and, like, everything was done through I that. I people still. reading. <laughs> there was no internet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> we missed you guys. <laughs> Can you tell we're a little slap happy tonight? <laughs> So Susan ended up getting a reply that said, Hi, different. My name is Mike. I'm 39 years old. DWM. And I'll, I'll tell you what that means in a second because I, I made sure to write that because I was like, What is that? I just was something thinking, white male. Mean? Yeah. Um, Dirty white male. Ooh. <laughs> Down white male. <laughs> Dingy. Uh, uh, don't put that. <laughs> uh, I enjoy most things in nature from wandering in the ape caves at Mount St. Helens to walking on the beach at sunset. If you are wondering, oh, ha, I'm reading you what I put. If you are wondering what d- uh, DWM, it means, because I sure was wondering, divorced white male. Oh, okay. Tonight. Okay, yeah. so he's divorced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that makes much more sense <laughs> than what I was thinking. <laughs> Dastardly. Ooh. I was like I kind dangerous. Of that. Ooh. Ooh. Well, clearly maybe dangerous, yeah, according well, to the story. <laughs> you don't even know. Okay. The replier's name was Mike Kuhnhausen. Mike and Susan first spoke on the phone on January first, thirtieth, nineteen eighty eight. And from the sounds of it, Susan was more than excited. And I read that date and I was like, oh, I was six months old. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you proud of this? It was just, I was like, oh, that's when I was just a wee one. Oh, yeah, man. I was going to school. <laughs> right. And that's that's great. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Maybe um, not quite. Per the Willamette Week, Susan and Mike spoke over the phone over a hundred hours from what Susan had estimated. That's a lot. Is that that ten cents a minute? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, should, a well, no cell phones. Probably from a landline. Yeah, there's no cell phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Landline. Um, and also, like, if I get a phone call now, I my millennial panic sets in, and I'm like, why do they want to talk to me? Yeah. Why are you not texting me? Did you ever stretch the phone cord to talk to yeah, your friends? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then you twirl it around yeah, your finger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you got cordless, you're real cool, but you always forgot to charge it. <laughs> always, yeah. always. And then you get yelled at because it never was charged. Yes. Yeah, and you come on the phone if the internet was mm-hmm. Oh, God. And that was a whole different fucking story. But anyways, we're old. Um, we digress. So 100 hours 100 before hours they met. Before they met in person. Okay, so. She's doing her due diligence. Yeah, that's way better than what I did when I met my husband online. <laughs> I would like to say samesies, but that's not true. I met him in high school. But then when we re-met again a couple years later... I was I wasn't talking to him for a hundred hours. I texted him no. I was like, You wanna meet up? And he's like, Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had twenty minutes to go before it was like Hey, you're cute. I like you. Okay. Hundred hours. Okay, so not a stranger then. Right. No, not at all. Yeah. She was quoted in saying that he had a nice voice. She was impressed with the way he wanted to talk about deeper things. So that's great for Mike. Mike had told her stories of combat in Vietnam, and I should just put out there. The military records show he was a switchboard operator. So combat stories. (laughs) I don't think that kind of pans out, but whatever. Still a needed job. That's an important job. But to tell combat stories? I don't know. See, I don't know. Maybe I I just don't know enough. Are you in the field when you're your switchboard operator? God, I hope not. That can't work out well. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hold on. I got to do this real quick. And he starts shooting. Like, oh. 
I don't know. I don't know. The paper put it, that in there because they were like, bruh, he was a switchboard operator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and yeah, like yeah. you said, completely needed, but combat, I don't know. In February 1988, they met at Crystal Springs. They met at Crystal Springs Garden. We're going to leave it at that. That sounds next right to, to me. Reed, Reed College, and they were said to have fed ducks. Oh, and I forgot that. And Mike tossed unsalted peanuts to the squirrels. That's a cute first date. That's the ducks really I came cute. down with, the tree rats, not so sure. I love watching them skitter along in their no. yard. I like my play. dog chase them off my property. <laughs> I can see that. I can totally see the glee in your face. Now get him out of here. Get him out of here. That's funny. But no, that really, that's really cute for That's sight. also not what I went and did on my first date. My first date with my husband. I, we. We ate Arby's. I was going to say. How, and watched a movie. How R-rated are we getting? <laughs> no, right. no we, we ate Arby's, watched a movie, and then I went to work afterwards. Like, nothing nothing like feeding ducks. Matter of fact, I need to talk to him about yeah. that now. <laughs> we need to redo our first yeah, date. exactly. <laughs> uh, so a year later, Susan and Mike drove to Reno to elope. Which a year in, it's like... A year. Okay. I mean, I feel like that's totally they feasible. They didn't even rush into. I mean, like, yeah. I guess for nowadays standards, they didn't rush because I mean, you hear people getting married way sooner than that. I was married within a year, so. Now was he still in the military, or that was just prior? That was prior. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it seems like I mean that's a great amount of time to. Yeah. Me. I don't know that that seems reasonable. Sure. Mike liked playing the slots, and per again the Willamette Week, Susan figured. There was no greater gamble in life than marriage, so why not do both? Is she a writer? Like, she I, just... No. I keep reading these, and I'm like, gosh, you are great at being descriptive. <laughs> You're making this job so much easier for me. <laughs> From the sounds of it, things went bad pretty quickly, though. The honeymoon phase, as she says, fizzled quickly. The outings dried up. Do we know how quickly? stagnant. It doesn't say exactly. I mean, it says within a couple years... Quick, okay. Like, my next sentence it says within a couple of years of the marriage, Mike got a job, blah blah blah, and I'll keep okay. going. Okay. So I it mean that's like a pretty within... long honeymoon phase, yeah. especially yeah. I mean two or three years. I mean at least it wasn't like three months. Yeah. I mean not that it's okay to let your relationship fizzle ever, say, yeah, but no, you don't want that. But we're gonna just keep going. <laughs> I yeah, I want to hear going this. for that. Well, I was gonna say. You know, at least you got something, but no, not in this case. No, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. That is not what I mean. Yeah, you didn't start off with anything. Uh, <laughs> okay. So within a couple of years of the marriage, Mike got a job as a janitorial supervisor for the Oregon Entertainment, a parent company of fantasy adult video. Okay, so he was cleaning an adult video? Uh-huh. Okay. And you know what they used to, I mean, have you ever heard what these men do in these? Yeah, well. They go and watch yeah. together and... Aren't there, like, back rooms, like, yeah. There's, Tyler likes to tell me stories about things, and not that personal stories, but I'm like. I was like, like, oh, "Ah." do tell. No, no, no. (laughs) But just, like, oh, he's like, you know what they're doing there? And I was like, no, I I don't know. What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, and as a wife, I would be like, "Mm." I mean, you know what I think of? I think of that scene in Boondock Saints. (laughs) What? Uh-uh. You ever see that movie? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, well, then. Well, no, that's not true. I saw it. Because it's the two Irishmen, right? Oh, God, never mind. Just passed. No, yeah. Yeah. 
so disappointed in you. <laughs> I saw it when I was like 18. If you're and listening and you've seen it, then you know what scene I'm talking oh, about. Oh, no. <laughs> but anyways. Mike and Susan never had any children. Susan said was totally, she was totally okay with that. She was not, that yeah, was not fine. in her Making money, field. bring yeah, it yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. She's having whatever. a good life. She doesn't want to add children to it. Who cares if you clean up? Yeah, I, you know, I. Mm. That's the most PC way I think I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Susan stated Mike turned out to be chain smoking, soda guzzling, burping in her face when she tried to kiss him, which fucking rude kind of man. That's what he turned into for her. Okay. If you burped in my face. <laughs> intentionally. Intentional. Yeah. Obviously, if it was not intentional, I'd be like, oh, that was gross. Please never do that again. And but the kiss is canceled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you're no. going to have to work yeah. up for that yep. one again. But gross. But, like, how rude. She goes so down to get she a was, kiss. he was making money, but then he was just kind of a slob and gross. He'd get on her about every detail when she tried to go out. And in 2005, Susan kicked Mike to the curb. She was done. Immediately move out. You do not get to continue to stay here. How long was that after they were married? Uh, so if they got married in 1989, you're going to make me math, but it's 16? <laughs> sounds sounds yeah. right. Okay. Good job. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I get more wine after this. Now. Yeah, you do. Congratulations. <laughs> he moved back in with his family and she completely rid herself of him. I mean, that's a pretty long marriage. It's yeah. not, like, ideal. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would think that probably majority of people that get married want it to last forever, sure. or that's the intent. Yeah. Yeah, they go into it with the Majority, intent. not yeah. everyone, but majority of people. 16 years, especially now, that's... That's fantastic. That, that's, like, goal, right? Uh-huh. That's the goal. Right. But they parted ways. Yep. They parted Officially ways. divorced or just separated? Separated. Okay. Um, Divorce can take a long time and costly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it hits like credit scores. And yeah. Like, oh, it messes that, you up. Recently. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It screws right. you up. Which is crazy. You can't rid yourself of somebody without it messing you up financially. Oh. What kind of? Well, I especially because. Can't. Well, we don't need to go. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, it could mess you up on mm-hmm. a lot of fronts. That's bananas. But she said she changed the locks on her house and the alarm code for her house. So she did her due diligence. She was like, hey. And he left. He left. He's okay. in with his family. He, oh, okay. he lives with his family now. So, so she didn't really lock him out. No. It was kind of mutual. Yeah, and yeah, she yeah, changed yeah, the locks. Okay, yeah. that makes so he, total he sense. So he knew what was going on. Yeah. And he moved in with his family. So it was at least, while it was probably not mutual from the sounds of it, he knew what was up. It was planned. Yeah. On the night of September 6, 2006, Susan ended her ER shift at Providence Portland Medical Center and headed to have her hair done, which if you are a nurse, typically you work about 12 hours. I don't know. I don't know if it, it was like that back then. Can you imagine doing a 12 oh, it was and a half that. hour shift? And then going yeah. and getting your hair. I read it that. It's probably. <sighs> oh. Have you ever fallen asleep while they're washing your hair? I have. No. And I'm pretty sure I was snoring. And then they woke <laughs> me up <laughs> with the spray of the water. And I almost leapt out of my skin. Like I almost peed I my that pants. That's scary. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so bad. Was it after work and you were Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, one okay, of those okay, long okay. months, you know. I was like, or you just get really comfortable in certain oh, yeah. situations. I get those massage, the scalp massage. And I'm just like. I do love that. I propose them every time. <laughs> and, then, like, and then I end up all this. They're thing. like, it's so weird. This is the 17th proposal really? I've today. <laughs> yeah. For real. Getting her hair done. Yeah. She's after a long her hair shift. Done after what I'm assuming, assuming work is shift. A long, yeah. Okay. Susan noted she read a poem while waiting to have her hair done, and it was said to have said, I will not die an unalived life. I will not live in fear, which is chilling to have read 
of all nights once you find out what happened. Like, that is prophetic. Like, oh. So after she has her hair done, she drove home to her house in southeast Portland. And I guess I should mention that Mike had lost his job weeks earlier. And it sounded like since he had no place to live, I'm sure his parents booted him, too. Mike was trying to reconcile. Well, yeah, if he was smoking and drinking and burping on their faces. (laughs) So he was trying to reconcile with Susan because obviously Susan seems to have it together. Yeah, she's still working, Uh getting her stuff together. At the time of the attack, they were, like I said, trying to reconcile. Susan uh, sounds like she had let him stay there for a little bit. Like, clearly he only wants to get with you. Yeah. So that he can never roof over his head. Yeah, exactly. So, But whatever, I wasn't in that situation. I know. It's so easy to, you know, side on the outside. Yeah. And you know what? I haven't been in that situation, but when I was younger, I have dated my few or fair share of trash bags. And yeah. I was in situations where I would have been like, oh my God, I just love you. Okay, come back. Come back. Stupid. I'll do everything. No, yeah. that was done. Susan arrived home, turned off the security alarm, and found a note that read, Sue, haven't been sleeping, had to get away, went to the beach. Yeah, because, you know, you're not texting. Oh, no, it's 2005. They should be texting. Well, I mean, that was still kind of early, the flip phones, and not a lot of the older generation no. were getting on board right away. I guess. I mean, in my, I guess. Older gen, these old <laughs> fogies. My dad was like, oh, that's going to age him. I think he was like 55, and he was like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it took him a little bit, but he got Okay, there. He got okay, there. I'll give you that. So Sue went out. Yeah, so he went out. It also said that he'd see her either Friday or Saturday. To uh, which Mike signed Was he off, living with me. her? Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, she had let him stay a little bit. It sounds like he was. she's given him a roof over his head. Yeah, but or, like, at some oh, point. by the way, I'll see you in a couple days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Susan then went back outside to check her mail. She spent a couple of minutes in the front yard checking through her mail. And then she went back inside and happened to notice how dark it was in her bedroom on the first floor. And she thought maybe she forgot to open the curtains that morning, which is a typical normal morning routine for her. She opens her curtains and tidies up and on her way she goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm just thinking I would never notice if my bedroom was dark or light. Uh Uh-uh. Me either. No, not with the way my house is set up. Never would have occurred to me. Uh Uh-uh. Well, now I might have to pay attention. (laughs) But also, I work at home, so literally... What's gonna happen? And you lock your garage door now. Oh yeah, I yeah. lock everything. Matter of fact, I locked the house up so tight one time I left the house and realized that I because I have the front door garage opener and I had gone on a walk and I didn't have my front fucking keys. But I carried the garage door opener because it's smaller, it's uh-huh. easier to carry. You know, women's pockets are tiny. Yeah. So you can have one thing and one thing only. And so I'm walking and I open the garage door and I walk in. And I go to open the door. I was like, oh, my God. I'm such a dumb bitch right you now. You locked everything. I locked it all up. So you had I access to the garage? In. No, I had to poke my head through the doggy door, stick one arm in, and I was like this. Trying don't to tell reach people it. how to break it here. Uh, well, I mean, at least they don't know my city. You know, my <laughs> state. I guess you can try all the doggy doors. <laughs> but, yeah, it did not work very well. I cut my fucking shoulder. The dog was nipping at me. It was a mess. I don't suggest you rob a house that way. It was was a mess. Yeah, so that was a fun story I'll share, too. (laughs) I find that stuff like that happens to me very frequently. (laughs) Okay, so bedroom was really dark. So, yes, bedroom's dark. Maybe she forgot to open the curtains. And that's when a man came up from behind the bedroom door and slowly started walking to her all horror movie style like. And he'd had a cat pulled over his eyes. Had a ponytail tucked into his cap. He'd had gloves 
on and carried a claw hammer in his hands. Another freaking hammer? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I know. I was like, oh, isn't this... Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. Ugh. We're like eight stories in. I've only told four stories and two have had like a hammer. So we're doing great. Susan screamed at the stranger asking who he was and what he wanted. He neither answered nor stopped his approach. Susan was 5'4 and had two bad knees from repeated injuries and some excess weight per the Willamette Week. I don't know why we need to put that in there, but whatever. Susan did outweigh her attacker. She was hoping she could knock him over. So she slammed her body against his. Like so instead like of hammer. turning and running, mm-hmm. she ran towards him. I don't think it sounds like she had that opportunity, though. He Got was it. already coming towards her. Got it. So if you put your back to them, you're, that's a horrible idea. You okay. Know, and he had a hammer. You're getting hit. That's my guess. That's that's my And you're in that situation and panicking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she kills it. The attacker did not fall, and he managed to push Susan back against the wall of her bedroom. This is when he said the only words he'd say to her the whole night. You're strong. To which I would have replied, thank you. <laughs> Weirdo. Susan said she realized. I would have said a, a much more different expletive. <laughs> I mean, I have a morbid sense of humor, so. Thanks, G. Thanks, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Susan said she realized this man is here to kill her, and that's when her intent, his intent was clear for her. She wrestled the hammer away from the attacker. Susan was said to have, well, okay, she kept screaming at him. Asking him, who sent you? Who sent you? Like, would you automatically think? I don't know. And that, you know what? I've heard this story over and over again. I don't know if that's what I would have thought. Because, I like, would have thought they were trying to steal there. something or to hurt me or to sexually assault me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. never would have thought and been like, who sent you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have been like, that's the one you're here for thing. me of yeah. your own, you know. Volition. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, that's interesting. That is the one key detail. I agree. Then I'm like, huh, I don't think I would have gone that route. But she's a smart lady, so what do I know? That's true. <laughs> maybe she had, maybe she already had some weird stuff happen to her that they don't mention. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there was something maybe. that led up to this point that maybe she was her like, and her it. husband got in a weird argument and he made some comment right, that triggered right, right. her or something. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. As a woman, divorce I is ugly. Rape was what he was there for. Like, yeah, that would have been rape or theft. Yeah, that's... rape or, th- or all of the above. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> that's just interesting. I don't think I would have immediately yeah, been like yeah. after gaining control of the hammers. Uh, still, while asking who sent this man into her home to attack her, Susan hit him in the head a few times. Okay, so she wrestled the hammer away from mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Baller. Uh-huh. And starts hitting him with it. So pretty lousy hitman. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> the attacker didn't seem phased and actually managed to gain back the control of the hammer. Susan then said she grabbed the attacker's throat and asked again, who sent you here? She squeezed and squeezed, and after turning a rainbow of colors per Susan, Susan got up and ran off. And I I read that, and I thought it was done. I was like, oh, I mean, he turned all the colors, typically. I mean, you're good to get out. No. Good God, she's much stronger than... I know. To squeeze someone's... um, Someone that's taller than you Uh and everything. He's rushing. He's filled with adrenaline. And, I mean, she did say she outweighs him, and so... But she's got a little bit of the upper hand, but still, that takes a long but time. But he's got height? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's got he five had a inches weapon. on of her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. She's pretty... She's she's pretty badass. While running, the attacker got up, caught her in the hallway, spun Susan around, and punched her, splitting her lip. <sighs> he continued to punch Susan to the point where she fell to the ground. Susan said at this point she looked up, <laughs> saw the attacker... It would take one punch, and I'd fall to the ground... <laughs> 
I know. It took multiples, honey. I would have been like, he would have raised his fist and I would have been like, down. okay. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. What a badass. She said she looked up, saw the attacker standing over her with the hammer. Susan said she looked at the floor and thought, I'm going to die today. And for sure, I would have thought the same. Well, I would have thought the same thing the second I saw him. Yeah. That would have been running through my head, like, the second I saw that yeah. in my house. During all this, Susan doesn't remember how, but she managed to get the attacker to the ground and start biting him. She thought if she could bite her attacker, at least there's a chance of bite marks that will help tie her death to that person, which is chef's kiss genius. Like, Wow. So smart. But that also to, to be in the mindset to where you're having to think of that. It's so sad. That's That's so crazy. Yeah. She bit his arm, his flank, his thigh, and threw his zipper onto his genitals. That's my strong mouth. That would have been my first go-to. Yeah. She also... She was also going through his pockets and managed to grab this guy's ID that the police later found tossed under a dresser. The fight was noted to have lasted approximately 14 minutes. What?! Oh, that's a long time. I mean, I'm get this, this chick in I the forgot. ring. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? She lasts longer than some UFC fighters that train for this crap. That is so long. Thank you, but no. Wow. Um, still in the hallway, Susan managed to put her left leg over the attacker's body, climb on top of climb on top of him, and hook her left arm around his neck. This is when Susan famously told the man, tell me who sent you here, and I will call you a motherfucking ambulance. No, and I will call you a fucking ambulance. Not a motherfucker, but I will call you a fucking ambulance. Yeah. Is she Wonder Woman? Like, oh I my know. god. And she is so theatrical. Yeah. I love the way she talks. Uh, it sounds like that's her in a hole, but I will call you an ambulance. I will spare your life is basically what she's yeah. telling him. She uh, gave him Movie a directors, can we... Like, this is a good line. I know. That is, I know. Forget Rocky. Forget yeah. all those. This, Susan is who you want. The attacker said nothing and growled back at her. Susan tightened her grip until he stopped moving. She got up, grabbed the hammer, and ran to a neighbor's house, who then called 911 for her. And I have a little bit of that transcript for us to read. Well, I'll read it. Uh, this is the person calling 911. We'll start with that, and then I'll go back and forth between it's uh, It says, we have an intruder in the house next door. The intruder was in the bedroom with a hammer. The woman who lives there thinks she may have strangled him. He was down when she left. And the operator says, can you put her on the phone? She's bleeding. Does she need an ambulance? No. She's a nurse. She says she can call, or she says she, she says, call an ambulance for the guy. He may be dead. Dispatcher says, what did she use on him? She strangled him? What else did she do? The neighbor says she put him in a chokehold. I've got help on the way. Stay on the line. She has a hammer here. Do not touch it. Don't touch it. Just leave it there. She hit him in the head several times. The hammer he had with him. She struck him and strangled him, and she thinks he's dead. Where uh, Was he by himself? Did he have anybody with him? No. She expressed a concern that it may have been her. That doesn't make sense. I'm reading it. I don't understand what that. She expressed a concern it may have been her. I don't know what the neighbor meant by that. Dispatcher, have there been any problems with her ex-husband or ex-partner? She did talk to Mike, her ex-partner, and asked him to house sit the... Oh, there it is. Asked him to house sit the cats, and he said he couldn't do it. He was on his way to the beach, and he left her a note. He knows the alarm. That's where it was. That's the one piece of evidence I couldn't find. Let me just pause that right... He wasn't living with her. He was house-sitting for her. Uh, and no one... I read 17 different articles, uh, and I thought she had brought him in. Oh. Uh, Incorrect. 
House sitting. Oh, okay. That's so oh, sad. Okay. That's even worse. Okay, that's good information to pass mm-hmm. to the officers, and we're done. That's even worse. She didn't let him in. She was being nice and asked, you know, hey, can you have, you can stay here while you house sit for the cats. Fuck you, dude. And then she got home and he was gone anyways. Yeah, and he couldn't even do it. Rude. So the police identified the attacker as Ed Haffey, a man with a very lengthy rap sheet. A backpack was also found in Susan's basement that didn't belong to Susan in it. There was said to have been a container of Hershey syrup, $200, diabetes pills, which why do you have the Hershey syrup then? A planner and a paste of for Haffey in the backpack. Hershey syrup. Like, what the fuck? Were they going to try to make it seem like she died of a diabetic attack? I think it was his stuff that was just in there. Like, I can't <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. I know. It, it's it's got to be personal items and also and this guy brought a backpack what's creepy was in the basement so how long was he in the house yeah maybe he was just using the hershey syrup to like maybe he was hypo is it hypoglycemic when you need i don't know sugar but... i don't know maybe that's why he had it he was sucking on that while he waited for her. that's my i don't know that's my two cents again so there was a note in the planner that said call mike there was even mike's number in said planner and as you can guess he was an organized. He was a very organized <laughs> planner with act real names. I don't. And then the phone numbers. He was a bad hitman. <laughs> Did not do well. You need to vet your hitman a little bit better before you use them. Just just wait until you see how he knew him. So as you can guess, Ed was dead. And an autopsy on Ed later revealed that he had a lethal dose of coke in his system when he attacked Susan, which explains why he was able to be choked, got right back up, get hit in the head, uh, yeah, times, get right back up, and then uh, eventually, yeah. Mm-hmm. So fifteen years earlier, Ed had gone to prison for the murder of his ex girlfriend Georgia Lee Dutton. Her body had been found decomposing along the U-M-P-Q-U-A. Umpqua? Sure. Umpqua River? I know I'm saying that wrong. I'm so sorry. So Oregon's going to be like, no, dummy. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Ed spent nine years in prison for the murder, was released in 2003, which nine years for killing your girlfriend? Are you kidding me? Um, good behavior? <laughs> I don't know. Still, that's his behavior crazy. outside wasn't very good. When That's when he moved to Portland. 2004, Ed got a job where he mopped floors at Fantasy Adult Video. Oh, my gosh. He was So that that explains a little bit more of what they were doing. They were mopping the floors from all the uh, fluids on the floors. The, the aftermath. The aftermath. <laughs> Gross. And if you do that, I am just not, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, no, thank you for me. <laughs> uh, so who hired the dude? None other than Mike Kuhnhausen. Turns out Mike had attempted to ask other men to kill his wife before uh, he had asked Ed, but it was Ed who had taken him up on his offer. <laughs> lucky, lucky Mike. I just don't understand how that conversation goes. Like, you're kicking back, mopping floors. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine we shut down you're at work and you're like, Monica, like, Monica, I by the way, need my husband I, got, I have something really private to ask you. And yeah. It's only because I think so highly of you, but <laughs> <laughs> you can take someone out for me. Yeah. And I, I don't even I, know. I uh, promise you right now, I don't like anyone that much to be able to do that. Yeah. Don't ask me. I'm snitching. No real quick. family. No husband. Like, no. Nope. I ain't no. <laughs> Did they say how much he was hired no, for? No, ah! no, no. 
I mean, okay, hold on. Let me check my notes. Let me check my notes. It's been, I, I did write this a while ago. Oh, no. It's not a lot. <laughs> That's yes, what I want to say. Like, what did he take this job for? No, they do. They do. They do. Correction, they do. So, on September 8th, Mike left a suicide, suicide note for his father that said, All I ever wanted was to be loved, and every time I had to fuck it up. Well, he took ownership there. Yeah, he sure did. He then went on the run. And on September 13th, police stopped Mike in a parking garage of a medical center where Mike was checking himself in because he had nothing to live for anymore. And then at first, Mike played the, I don't know, Ed shit, said just because he knew the guy didn't mean he had anything to do with it. And even though there were no signs of force, Just because your name and number was in my yeah, planner on the name, day of the yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you, like, yes, 100%. <laughs> All signs and roads point to Mike. <laughs> He lost his job a few weeks ago, as I had stated earlier. Mike knew that if something were to happen to Susan, he'd inherit the house and the life insurance money since they were technically still married Mm -hmm. because they were just separated. Mm -hmm. Uh, A witness eventually came forward saying that Ed approached him asking if he'd like to join this insurance scheme. He'd met Ed and someone who he'd later identified as Mike and told him that he'd pay $5,000 if he'd help Ed kill his wife. So, no, I guess they still don't say technically how much ed was gonna get this dude was only gonna get five thousand five thousand dollars what to I kill know. someone and i don't care who it is that you're gonna go to prison like, yeah five, like quit playing with me i fully believe everyone has a price it ain't five thousand dollars my price is not five thousand <laughs> no wow I'm not against a badass like susan she killed her hitman like, yeah yeah by the way chances are not on your by side the way friend. the witness said no thank goodness but i mean whatever with the evidence stacking up mike pled okay have i ever told you how i hate this word it's pleaded i hate that word i don't know why but it feel i feel like it should be mike pled guilty it's pleaded guilty i will say both <laughs> to soliciting the murder. I don't know why. I I physically get angry. Even when I hear it on TV, I'll be watching one of my murder shows and they're like, pleaded. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Fun fact. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Susan also ended up suing Mike for a million dollars. Not to actually get money, but to ensure that he never have enough money to try and finish the job. Smart woman. Susan was left with a lot of Well, remorse. I feel like he's got to offer up more. Kill my wife. She's already killed one hitman. They're going to be like, well, I yeah. need more than 5K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, Sounds yeah. like the risk has gone up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that is risky. Very, very risky business. So there was... There was a little bit about Susan that I guess I'll just give you just to, hey, here's how she's doing because our badass does continue to still be a badass. Yeah. She was left with a lot of remorse. And then HerOrganLive.com, Susan said, I was forced to kill another man. Even though he was not a good man, he was still a man and that was the hardest part. Susan was left with a lot of paranoia about being hypervigilant. Susan says she got a life sentence out of the ordeal for picking a bad husband. But no worries, because 94 days before Mike was set to be released on Friday the 13th in 2014, he died in prison of cancer. Yes. That's some karma. I know. And on my lucky day, too. (laughs) Weirdo. I know. (laughs) While I'm sure that doesn't heal everything for Susan, it had to have been some sort of solace. She still works as an RN and still continues to process everything to this day. Wow. Poor thing. That's intense. 
It is intense. But this is one of those survivor tales where it's like, dude, you're a badass. Like, you survived. Uh, yeah. She got attacked by a shark and punched him in the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, what yeah. the heck? She just bop. Yeah. That's insane. I know. Oh I my hear gosh. that story and I'm like, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> and $5,000. Like, what? <laughs> is ridiculous. I get, you know, I've been pretty hard up for cash before. Yeah, in my younger years, I would have seen $5,000. I would have been like, that's dope. They would have told me what I had to do. And I would have been like, yes, I'm going to be broke still. Yeah, yeah. That's not worth it. Guess I'm still sleeping in my car. Yeah. (laughs) That is crazy. That's one of those, that's one of those ones that just, I feel like needed to come out early in the game. (laughs) That was a good welcome back story. So that's good. I agree. Well, as always, ladies and gentlemen, trust your gut and play to win.